Hey, all you nostalgic veeps. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of Veep. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> of Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> uh, and the 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all, and I'm excited about this era that we're in, Kendra. I know. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 3, A Clean Slate. For whom? One wonders. But Whom? Anyway, A Clean Slate. All right, well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on September 21st, 1994. A couple of movies to mention on September 3rd, Scooby-Doo and the Arabian Nights. Oh, yeah. You're the big Scooby-Doo fan. I did. I mean, I, I ha- love Scooby-Doo, but I, yeah. I can't match your uh, That's true. Your I had this one on VHS back in the day, and if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, you can dive into the Nostalgia Me This archives for a whole Scooby-Doo episode that does not feature me. You know what? I'm just going to, uh, like, splice in you commenting on stuff. Okay. So that we can rectify that. Let's just do a sequel. Let's just bring back Nostalgia Me This for one episode and just do it. Do it right. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. On September 23rd, The Shawshank Redemption Mm -hmm. premiered classic i've only seen it once never i've never it. seen it but i'll rectify it true? it is true i think we've talked about this before okay, maybe, but it's true maybe our next podcast just needs to be like movies that i can't believe you haven't seen before <laughs> like ghostbusters <laughs> there's okay. a lot of them sure <laughs> there's so many yeah there's so many i know tv wise september 21st the sitcom daddy's girl debuted on cbs although it was canceled after three episodes it is notable as the first series in which a gay principal character is played by an openly gay actor harvey firestein three episodes yikes yeah (laughs) they really gave it a chance didn't they (laughs) yeah (laughs) they really saw where it could go Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh september 22nd uh it didn't matter what happened? Because Friends debuted, and uh, that's all anyone was watching ever. That's was right. Friends. Yep. So yep. it debuted on NBC, featuring, among many people, Matthew Perry, who appeared as Roger Azarian on 90210. Even though it that seemed an like exciting episode. it was, and they really built up a lifelong friendship, and we never heard from Roger again. Yep. Aw. Yep. Music-wise, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr reunited to work on the Beatles anthology and did an impromptu medley of the earliest songs they did together. What a time to be alive. What a time. Paul McCartney doing all the all the fun things mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. All the weird, weird things that make me feel weird. <laughs> Are you talking about that Paul McCartney Beck music video that's out right now? I am. I've decided I like it. I've decided I like it too. If you don't know what we're talking about, Paul McCartney's album McCartney 3 has like a reimagined version of it where there's remixes or covers, but there's a music video featuring Beck where it's like a 1960s era Paul McCartney singing and dancing to this new track, uh, Find My Way Back. It's everywhere. We'll, I mean, we'll tweet it out now. We have to. But yeah, uh, check it out, because it's bizarre to see 60s Paul McCartney. It's very well done. It is, yeah. Book-wise, uh, I'm glad that you put some books on here, because I find it very... It really, really bugs me that you can't just 
find a date that a book mm. was released. Mm -hmm. Why is that so hard? I don't know. It's what shouldn't it just be like movies? You can find the exact day it was released. Yeah. yeah. Well, these are these are bestsellers from the week of I think September eighteenth. So okay, not necessarily cool. their release dates, but well, this is still. what was yeah. Okay, so New York Times bestsellers around this time: "Debt of Honor" by Tom Clancy. You got to have a Tom Clancy. You have in there. to in the nineties, sure. "Celestine Prophecy" by Robert Ludlum. "The Body Farm" by Patricia Cornwells. Ooh, that sounds a little intense. gross. Yeah. The, the Chamber by John Grisham. Got to have a John Grisham mm -hmm, in there. Mm -hmm. And Until You by Judith McNaught. Okay. I have not read any of those. I, Nick, I just finished. I just finished two books in a week. Oh my gosh! You know me, so you know that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty good for me. Can I ask? One did, of them I had been reading since March. I was so. gonna say, did you start them in 2019, or what's the what's the situation? <laughs> well, the one uh, was the third installment in the Chaos Walking trilogy. Which oh. just got made into a movie. Right. The Tom Holland and, Tom Holland movie? Yes, with Tom okay, Holland. Yeah. But I had started reading it before the movie came out. Yeah. Wanting to finish it before the movie came out. And then I got to the third one and I just like couldn't do it. And then I had it on Libby, so it kept being returned. Mm -hmm. And it would be like three weeks until I could get it back because people Wait. had it on hold. Is this the one where the other night you were like, No, I have to hang up right now. Yes. Because my <laughs> audiobook is gonna close. <laughs> Yes. Okay. It wasn't an audiobook. It was an actual e book. And I e -book. stayed up okay. until midnight finishing it. Good for but you. But yeah, we, we, were, we were watching the Olympics on Zoom. And I was like, I got to go. I mm -hmm. have to finish this book. Mm -hmm. And I was super tired the next day, but I did it. And then I also finished The Maidens by Alex McKillides. Oh, right. Uh, who wrote The Silent Patient. Yeah, Silent Patient and, was uh, a huge hit. I don't think this one's mm -hmm. really done much numbers-wise. but No, and it's it's not as good, but it yeah. is still good. It's still worth Silent Patient it's just really landed good. at the right time. Like the kind of thriller that it was, the whole mm -hmm. vibe was perfect for that moment. So I think that's yeah. got gave it a little bit of a boost. But this isn't a library podcast, Kendra. But should it be? Maybe. All right. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. From 2015 to 2016, Mark Damon Espinosa recurred in the role of Dr. Wolin on the long-running daytime soap opera, The Bold and the Beautiful. Many 90210 alums and guest stars have graced The Bold and the Beautiful. And Mark Damon Espinosa has made quite a career of playing doctors. If you look at his IMDb, it's like, Dr. This, Dr. This, Dr. This. So here he's, he's a got lawyer. that doctor presence. He's well, got that bedside manner and he yeah he tends to play like obviously he's a, he's a lawyer here and he plays like a, a cabinet member on scandal and uh, you know like a priest on uh, major crimes there's a lot of things where he's like of status so mm -hmm. i get it he's got a yeah. gravitas he's not well he does, served yeah. in this series but it's no. there all right well let's get into this episode our uh so the title is a clean slate here's our synopsis the race for student body president heats up when Brandon has to step in for Josh at a major debate. Andrea feels left out as Brandon navigates the political landscape without her. Elsewhere, Kelly and Donna rent David's room to Claire Arnold, and Valerie sets her sights on Dylan. Steve and David are around. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. They're there. They haven't left. <laughs> you see them every now and then. David's screwing yeah. up college TV stuff. Uh, all right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Richard Golentz and directed by Bethany Rooney. 
No new cast members, but we have some recurring players popping back in, including Cress Williams as Deshaun Hardell. Very good episode for Deshaun. He was very cool in this. Yes. Uh, we yes. have our final appearance of Joshua Beckett as Josh Richland. Uh, he'd only have two more roles after this, including the film Always Say Goodbye with Melrose Place star Marsha Cross. We meet a couple of new recurring yeah. players, including F.J. Rio as Alex Diaz, who I was sure we've seen before, but maybe we've only seen that jean jacket in hindsight. But <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to tell. Anyway, his first credited appearance here anyway. Uh, he's known for his recurring roles on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Southland, and a long-term role as Cruz Pizzula on The Shield with Michael Chiklis. We have Tim Lunibus as Walter Chen. Uh, first of three episodes here. He recurred on Say by the Bell, The New Class, The West Wing, and Bosch. He probably would have preferred I didn't say Say by the Bell, The New Class. But sorry, Timbo. You were there, and people need to know. You know, uh, Bosch has been on my list to watch. Have you seen the show? I haven't. No. Amazon's real stingy with it. You can't get it on DVD or anywhere else. So. Oh, yeah. I think I've read one. We read one we together. Read we did. Okay, yeah. I thought I thought so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like I like Harry Bosch. I like Michael yeah. Connolly books in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, seems like it's well cast, and of course the Lincoln lawyer with uh, Matthew McConaughey is great. Oh, yes. So there's there's connection connection with those characters. But anyway, rounding out the cast here, we have Alessandra Petlin, who is Jean Krause in this episode. She appeared in Sliders and in the Mad About You finale. All right, well, shall we get into the episode? I think so. All right, uh, here we go. We start at the Walsh house. Valerie is in the garage looking through boxes, mm -hmm. and she finds a box marked Brenda's stuff. Inside is an autographed picture of Dylan. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's kind of funny that yeah. he signed it for yeah. her, but... Uh, and she is very into this picture. She sure is. Yes, yeah, like, she is. She's liking what she sees. Cindy comes in and is like, oh, what you doing? And she was apparently looking for Brenda's notes from the poetry class. Yeah, took. a little bit of continuity um, there. Yeah, a little bit. And she, uh, Cindy like leaves her, but she looks more longingly at the picture after mm -hmm. she leaves. She comes in from the garage. They're having Mexican for dinner, which as soon as I heard that, I was like, man, I could go Give for some Mexican Kendra right Mexican now. food. Yeah, yeah. I love it mm -hmm. so much. Brandon is not there. He is on the campaign trail because it's uh, it's heating up. It's almost voting time. That's right. Valerie decides to ask about Jack McKay. Yeah, leading, weird move. Yeah, leading Jim to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> he sure does. Because he has no. nothing good to say. <laughs> He's like a common criminal who's rotting in hell now. He's really angry. Valerie's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And, and he says, just don't mention Dylan again. <laughs> It's so dramatic. Yeah. Well, then, because then she's yeah. like, wait a minute. Is Dylan Jack's son? It's like, worse than that. She, she says, is Dylan McKay related to Jack McKay? He sure is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, Jim is like, just keep away from him. Do you know what I could use here she... with Valerie? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she'll stay away <laughs> from him. Absolutely. They've done a good job of kind of keeping Brenda in the mix, you know, with mentioning her and mentioning things she said and stuff. I could have done with a scene starting with, like, Valerie getting off the phone with Brenda or something, because mm -hmm. supposedly they grew up as, like, best friends, and Valerie and Brenda just, to me, seem completely unconnected. And I think a little something to make that happen would have been nice. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, and supposedly she would know all about Dylan. I right. mean, she in the last episode, 
she was like, oh, that's Brenda's Dylan. Right, yeah. So she knows who he is. So, like, we'll get there. But later, Brandon is like, oh, yeah, he's rich. And she's like, oh, he's rich? Yeah. And I just feel like she would have known that. I think so, too. It is a little odd. But... I also feel like at this point, their their goal with Valerie is just be like, chaos. You know, because I can't tell you what her motivations are in anything that yeah. she does. no. No, so, no, no. yeah, she's uh, real chaotic, though. On campus, David is recording the news. Walter is uh, is the news anchor. And he's uh, he, like, forgets to plug in the microphone. Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to maybe make David more likable again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making him just like, the goof. Good point. Because that was very much like season one, season two, David. You know, mm -hmm. where suddenly he doesn't know how to use a camera, which, yeah. as you'll recall, that was he never didn't have his, a camera in the life. first two seasons. Yeah. But oh, well, yeah, he's very camera savvy. But uh, so they're talking about the campaign and we see through the camera's lens people handing out flyers and buttons. Cindy's there for a brief second. Uh huh. Did you see Cindy? No. Really? Oh, no. she like she comes up to Donna and she's got sunglasses on. It's oh, okay. like two seconds, well, but it's like Cindy on campus. Proof that Cindy's on campus. Okay. Yeah. And it's like this whole speech that Walter does. And then right at the end, David sneezes, mm. ruining Of course, the take. ruining the whole take. So, Brandon is unsuccessfully handing out flyers. Nobody wants to talk to him. He's doing a terrible job at it, though. Yeah. Kelly comes up and is, you know, trying. She wants him to, like, go get lunch or something. But then Josh comes in and is very upset. Um, yeah. Because the Condor has decided to back someone else. Mm -hmm. Which, I don't know why the newspaper would back one specific candidate. I would think they no, that's common. Is it? I mean, less so... For the I, only paper on campus Maybe to less back so on campus. But I no, I still think that they would. I think the, like the editorial board probably still would, yeah. All I right. think. I, that right. didn't stand out to me as weird. Okay. Here comes Diaz, and I thought he was a candidate, but he's not. He's running the campaign for somebody else. I mm -hmm. forget her name. Me too. It's kind of cordial at first, but then he calls Brandon the Chancellor's Lackey. Which I think might be the first time we've gotten that, isn't it? The first time we've heard Chancellor's Lackey? Yes. Yeah. No. Ding, ding, Is ding. Is that a, a thing? Yeah, yeah. A thing? Yeah. That continues. Mm -hmm. All right, well. This whole episode, I was like, man, Josh just looks so familiar. Like, I've seen him in something else. But I honestly think he's got, like, this Loki vibe, and I just finished oh. watching Loki. Oh, yeah. Like, with his hair. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I do. His, yeah. Just his whole, like, look Yeah. is kind of Loki-ish. Yeah, so true. So I think that's what it is. Mm. <laughs> At Kelly Donna Davids, Donna Whoa. is apparently a pink lady from Greece now. Yeah. Because she's got on the, <laughs> the jacket. Yep. And the... She has a potential new roommate mm. for them. Well, that should be fine. Yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, she knows Brandon, and it's great. And she's right outside, which I think is not cool. No, it isn't cool. It isn't for cool. For her not to even talk to Kelly about it. Especially when last week Donna was just going to move to Houston to be a debutante. Yeah, yeah. Now she's like, I'm staying, and I brought a roommate that you hate. <laughs> well, she doesn't, She, I guess she doesn't know that they know each other. Yeah, that's kind of a tough one to swallow, too. Yeah. Well, it's Claire. Yeah, it's, Claire, it's Claire is the potential is yep. the potential roommate, and Kelly is pretty much immediately like, "No, sorry, Claire, this isn't yeah. gonna work." And I don't but know Claire. Well, I don't know why she relents. Like she's already she's already said no. Either. So Claire's yeah. like, "I'm not into Brandon anymore," and it's kind of like, "All right, 
<laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. Claire says that Brandon was lousy in bed, and Kelly's like, "Yeah, you, but you didn't sleep with him." And she's like, "I know. That's why." <laughs> that's I think he was that's lousy. the lousy part. <laughs> At the peach pit, I, I mean, we know it's coming, but I was loving Josh and Brandon's chemistry in yeah. this episode. Yeah. They had a real good yeah. banter chemistry thing mm-hmm. going. So. I like it because it's a different side of Brandon. Like he doesn't act this way with other characters. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's cool. Yeah. Brandon is just not, he is not into playing the shake, grease palm, shake mm-hmm. hands, mm-hmm. kiss babies, politician thing. And Josh is like, we just, you need to, we got to play the game if we want people to vote for us. So he sees Deshaun, and he's like, go get Deshaun to endorse us. But Deshaun says that he has to stay neutral. Right. Which I didn't fully understand, but okay. Do you think college student... What are they running for? Student council? Well, I think they're running for student body president, specifically. Okay. Do you think it's that intense at college? Because it wasn't where we went to college. No. I couldn't tell you who ran for what or did anything. Well, I think... I think they've actually set this up to be a thing because last season it was a whole bit where they were talking about getting rid of like the sorority houses and the the frat houses Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then there was like a schism within each party. So I think there's enough bad blood just in the people who are involved in politics on campus that it has become more of a thing. I would say normally no, but it seems like they've threaded a needle here where it's like this is a contentious thing and now people are just taking sides when they wouldn't normally have cared. I'll allow it. Okay. At Andrea's house, this baby is super adorable. Mm. Great baby casting. Yeah, good job. Good job. (laughs) Andrea's on her way out, but Jesse comes in. He got off early from whatever he was doing, and he's home for the night, and he wants her to blow off going to this campaign event. And he makes a not very nice comment where he's like, Brandon won't even notice that you're not there. Mm -hmm. Classic Jesse. Which upsets Andrea, and she starts talking about how Brandon never asks for her opinion anymore. He like they don't talk about the issues. All she she used to be the editor, but now all she is is a mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, they heard yeah, yeah. what I was talking about last yeah. week. And Poor it's, Andrea, it's weird because it seems like she's still planning on taking the baby even though Jesse's home. Like, she goes to walk out the door and stops when Hannah's wet. And it's just like, he's home. Why are you taking the baby to this thing? I didn't really get it. I think maybe, I don't know. I guess she was just upset, so she was going to leave. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. At the Walsh house, uh, we get some more bathroom times between (laughs) Valerie and Brandon. Yeah. (laughs) The bathroom times. Valerie wants to skip the debate and, uh, you know, ask Brandon to make an excuse for Steve to tell Steve why she isn't there. Then she very casually brings up Dylan and says that Jim spoke sternly with her about Dylan, which I guess he did. She makes it sound like he like chastised her her or something. He was, no, he was mean about Dylan, but he wasn't like, how dare you Valerie? Yeah. And this is where Brandon kind of fills her in on. Yeah. He used to handle Dylan's money and she's like, Oh, he's rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's really rich. Or he used to be. Mm -hmm. But all he does now is sleep all day and play pool all night. Mm -hmm. And she's like, pool? I know how to play pool. Which is, they have a little nod to her father. She says that was her father's game. 
And they have sort of a, yes, I remember. But he's dead now. Yeah. Okay, we go to this meet the candidates. I guess it's not, it's not really a debate, right? It's Well, it's not supposed to be. I mean, they keep calling it a debate, but no, I don't really think it is. It sounds like everybody's just going to get up and have a minute to talk. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Andrea finds Brandon, and he's freaking out because Josh isn't there. He ran into car trouble on the freeway. So he's running late, and Andrea's like, oh, do you want me to help you write a speech real quick? And he's like, no, it's fine. I got this. <laughs> but in his defense, yeah. he's literally walking on stage. Yeah, like he says there's that. no time. So there's like, no time. Yeah. <laughs> so the moderator says, hey, everyone, we're here to discuss things in a calm and rational manner. And it is a hard cut to everyone <laughs> leaning over the table, screaming yeah. in each other's faces about the issues. She finally settles everyone down, and it's Brandon's turn. And he gets up there and makes everyone laugh about Josh breaking down on the freeway. And I just want to be clear. Nothing he says is funny in any way. No. He no, was like, Josh would want to be here, but he had car trouble. He broke down on the freeway. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, you, we do have fun. Zero sense. Yeah. And then he makes this speech about, like, no one's really talking about the issues. And right. we need to set aside our differences or this campus will not survive. Yeah. And everyone's like, this guy, he's yeah. making sense. But it's funny because he does not mention a single issue in his in his speech about, yeah. I don't know. Quotation. Yeah, yeah. He, gives, he gives nothing. So, I don't know. Josh comes in and catches the end of the speech. But yeah. everyone is very, very impressed. Lots yep. of claps. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Brandon. Now. They do. They do. At the pool hall, Valerie has stopped every pool hall in Beverly or in uh, L.A. Yeah. to find Dylan. Yeah. I don't know how she knew which pool hall he Me was neither. at. Me neither. No. <laughs> and um, she, like, you know, does the whole, like, oh, how do you play this game? But mm -hmm. then, obviously, she's very good at it. And they play. And the rest, it is like, I don't know. Do you think... The innuendos are more than between Brandon and Lucinda, or do you think they're on par? Because they were just like innu sexual innuendo city. I don't know. I feel like these ones are just, there's nothing in between. I, I do kind of think these are worse. It, it's just like rapid fire without content. Yeah, I think we've ramped up the, the sexy here. So, because they play pool, and he is, he's definitely interested now. He was kind of skeptical when she first walked up, but he he's he's into her now. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, in his face, like, I want a man to ache for me. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I'm aching. And she's like, not yet, you're not, mm -hmm. and leaves. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, there is definitely chemistry. There between, is. No, there is. Between those two. And I'm here for it, even though she's definitely a liar and a manipulator. Right. Yeah, because he doesn't know. I'm a little here for it. She's not yeah. like, I'm basically the new, I'm season five's Brenda. <laughs> you know, she doesn't. Yeah. She's not up front. Yep. At Kelly Donna David's, no one can sleep because someone is snoring very oh, loudly. Oh, no. Claire. Claire is apparently a big snorer. They can hear her through her door and their closed doors so, Kendra uh, that's you're gonna be a problem you're gonna have to get used to saying Kelly Donna Claire's because even now oh, you said Kelly Donna David let, let me change it yeah I gotta change the D to a C in my okay. notes okay can you hear it clicking 
changing it now. Okay, make it happen. ADCs. Kelly Donna Claire. At the Walsh house, Josh is there. He thinks Brandon was amazing. Mm-hmm. And he, he and Jim and Brandon are talking in the kitchen. And Jim and Brandon have a funny, like, slap each other's face. Like, you guys, yeah, you're they slap, crazy. They slap each other like four or five times. They become the three yeah. stooges. <laughs> Again, this is the this is the most play the Walsh parents have gotten in in a while. You know, mm-hmm. remember was it season one where Cindy was all like, "I'm going to have an affair with my old boyfriend." Yeah, it was like yeah. just a Cindy a whole episode. episode about her, just yeah. Cindy, and we don't get any of those anymore. Nope. Well, Cindy runs into Valerie, and she noticed that Valerie came in really late mm-hmm. last night and Valerie's like, Oh yeah, I drove to the beach to clear my head and don't worry. I kept all the doors locked. And Cindy is like, I just love having you here, Valerie. You now, are the best. Here's my question. And I don't think anyone, including the writers of 90210 know the answer to this, but at this point, do you think that Valerie is just 100% manipulating Jim and Cindy? Or do you think that she has any sort of affection for them? Or for at least for Cindy. I think she is 100% manipulating them. Yeah. I think she likes them fine, but I okay. I think she, I think she's going to put her wants above. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's them, fair to so. say. Okay. At Kelly Don Claire's, Kelly and Donna are exhausted, but Claire slept great. She had a great night. Mm-hmm. She feels so refreshed and they break it to her. Ellie, Kelly is really, really annoyed. Donna yeah. is trying to be sensitive about it but they break it to her that she snores mm-hmm. and she's she says oh you've been talking to my old roommate but they recorded it <laughs> they recorded her snoring yes they did very very loud claire says okay like i'll pack up my stuff i'll leave but they decide they're gonna try and come up with a solution claire says that she only doesn't snore when she's with a guy yeah, so. so she says, so she's like, so if Brandon is free, and Kelly's like, don't you dare. Don't steal my boyfriend. <laughs> At the Peach Pit, Dylan and Nat are talking about uh, they need a new air conditioner or something. Yeah, but and, they really uh, need a refrigeration unit. They say air conditioner, but they're talking like. about a freezer. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Dylan's like, Peach Pit, more like Money Pit. hey I mean, he at this goes, point, this is if Dylan's taking a paycheck, this is the only source of revenue Dylan has. So, yeah, he should throw all of his energy into the. Beach. He should, and maybe stop drinking and playing pool. Yeah, probably. just a thought. You know, yeah. maybe get a paper route, something like that. He walks out front and sees Steve, who tries to talk to him about Brandon, but he is not in talking about Brandon. Mm-mm. And I feel like Steve should know that he wouldn't want to talk about Brandon. Yeah, I think he, Steve's trying to sort of play it off because he later he's like, hey man, I get it. Kelly dumped me too, you know? And Dylan's mm-hmm. just kind of like, yeah, why don't you shut your mouth? Yeah. But, but there's a moment where Steve was like, hey man, are you okay? And Dylan has this, there's a beat where you think, I think Dylan considers being like, actually, no, Kevin stole all my money. Yeah. Yeah. But he pulls it back and doesn't do it. But I thought it was interesting that, like, I've, if Steve would have been like, no, really, I think he probably would have told him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought maybe he would say something. He says that he's fine and he's on the chase again. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got a girl he's interested in. And then it didn't even click with me until that moment. Like, oh, they like the same girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. That didn't Triangles abound. Me. 
Yeah, and Steve's like, oh, yeah, I like this girl, too. Her name is Valerie, and she lives at the Walsh house. Mm-hmm. And Dylan is, he's like, oh, the Walsh house. And that, that upsets Steve, I guess, and Steve leaves. Yeah, that's such an abrupt end of the scene. Steve's like, or Dylan's like, girls, the Walsh house. And Steve's like, don't you, I don't even remember what he says. But he's he like, says, you got a problem with that? Yeah, yeah. And Dylan's like, no. And he's like, well, keep it that way. And then he like leaves. walks out of the yeah. beach pit. It's like, are you fighting? Like, yeah. is it a yeah, surprise it to weird... you that Dylan and the Walshes aren't getting along right now? Like, I don't... That was... I thought yeah, that was, was weird writing, but... Back on campus, Josh is like, hey, group. He's part of the gang in <laughs> he this... Is. He is. <laughs> this episode. It is set up to be part of the gang for a long time, I would say. Yep. Yep. Forever. People have been telling, you know, saying that maybe Josh should step aside and let Brandon mm. be the president. Mm-hmm. He would be the vice president. Yes. So they're sitting at the coffee shop talking about this. Kelly sees Andrea at the counter and Andrea starts telling her, she tells her, oh, maybe maybe she was discussing a scene that we didn't see, but she says that Brandon didn't like just walked away from her when she was trying to give him suggestions. Yeah. And, like, didn't ask how she was doing. And I was like, I mean, he was in the middle of a right. campaign meeting. I know. I, I don't thought, know. I thought that was weird, too. I Maybe it is a cut scene or something like that. Because there was no opportunity for Brandon to talk to her. Yeah. Kelly tells her to just stop being neurotic and go talk to him. So she goes to sit at their table. But here comes Diaz. And, oh, boy, he's about to drop a bomb. Bomb shell. He has copies of an article that Josh never published saying that Brandon had taken a test for Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Which was in He's play. A, Remember, that was a whole yes. thing where Josh mm-hmm. was looking into that. So, again, nice little connection there. Yes, and he wrote the article and saved it, but didn't yeah. publish it. Yeah, woulda, and, shoulda, coulda, right? Yep. Diaz is like, you're going to drop out of the race or I'm going to show this what is the meeting they're going to is it a board meeting or something i think maybe maybe the the current student council meeting i think is what they're doing maybe okay so he's going to show it to everyone ruin brandon ruin josh if they don't ruin deshaun also ruin deshaun yes if they don't drop out of the race andrea says this article is all hearsay. Like, there's nothing substantial in here, but Brandon is very set on dropping out. Andre tries to give this whole thing, like, let's make a counter flyer and mm-hmm. refute every single point in here and, you know, show that this is not how we do politics. But Brandon's like, no, we're dropping out. I'm not going to ruin Deshaun's career over this. Yeah, he's That's basically it. saying, even though it's not true, once they start poking holes in this, you know, professors were game to kind of let Deshaun skate by, and he thinks the more people look, the more they're likely to find something that's going to send Deshaun packing, and he's not willing to do it, which, you know, nice. Yep. Yeah, nice. Josh wants to talk with Deshaun and, like, see if he can figure out what actually happened, so if people do go poking around, they would know Mm -hmm. everything that went down. But Brandon says he's not prepared to have that conversation, and Donna's like, I'll go talk to him. Yeah. I like talking to Deshaun. I like it. I like it. Yeah, Josh says if it comes back that there's anything that Deshaun has done something that's going to get him in trouble, that they'll just drop out rather than pursuing it, which, again, I thought was kind of a nice move. Mm-hmm. Back at the pool hall, we get a very short scene where Valerie comes in in her slinky, short black dress 
Dylan's <laughs> yeah. not there yet. We'll call so that she... a dress. It was clearly just lingerie, but okay. <laughs> um, and uh, she sits at the bar and waits for Dylan. Mm-hmm. Back on campus, the council meeting has started. No one can find Deshaun and Donna. So Kelly sends Andrea up to kind of talk to Brandon because he's pacing outside the room. He won't even go in. He's very uh, stressed out. We haven't gotten a scene like this since like early season three. Brandon it and has Andrea. Been a long yeah, time. just like being yeah. friends and talking about serious things, you know? Been a while. And, and Andrea it. pretty much tells him to like suck it up, buttercup. No one made yeah. you do this. Stop stop acting like you're a victim here. Mm-hmm. You decided to do this all on your own and uh you just, you need to be you. I'm glad that Andrea's getting a little bit more agency here, but I just feel like they should have just done that. Like, with with this episode, they, I feel like they should have just started fresh. Like, we didn't need to see her being all like, oh, nobody likes me, I'm just a mom now. I think she should have just been like, okay, baby's out, let's do this. You know, and have just been, like, back into it. I think yeah. that would have been a much stronger thing rather than her being all, like, insecure and wayfish. I just, I don't think it was necessary, you know? Yeah, I agree. Well, maybe going forward, they'll uh, maybe they'll fix that. <laughs> so they decide to go in the meeting, and they see Diaz is giving a speech. We let these players skate by, and he brings race into it as well. He's like fired up talking about how athletes get to skate by at the college. Yeah, I didn't and as- fully understand the point he was making about race there. I don't, I don't either. I don't think I, it really makes sense what he says, but then Deshaun comes in all strong. Yeah, so yeah, Deshaun shows up and says that everything that he said about Brandon is false, and Brandon actually made him study, and so he has earned every single grade. And he says, if you don't think I have the God-given intelligence to go to school here, I just have to say, no matter what you think your political agenda is, you're nothing but a racist. Yeah. Good moment. Strong moment. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best it. statement on race the show has ever made. <laughs> I, I would go Maybe. on a limb and say... Maybe. <laughs> okay, at the pool hall, Dylan has shown up. We get a lot more uh, sexual innuendos about pool sticks and lube jobs. And <laughs> Dylan wants to know who she is, but she's still playing coy not mm-hmm. really saying who she is or where she's from and why and, is the uh, question i anyway i don't know i don't know i don't know what her game is that's here. what i mean i don't Other think than anyone I knows think maybe yeah. just in it for the thrill yeah I don't know. I'm, talk about your loki's she's the god of chaos right here yes for sure okay so then she uh says that she's not in the mood to shoot pool mm-hmm. so we'll see where that goes yeah back on campus steve is handing out flyers and Kelly and Steve have been they're going to be official vote counters <laughs> yeah, now, I don't which think... I think is a complete mm. conflict of interest. Candidates' girlfriend and best friend <laughs> counting the votes. Uh, well, <laughs> and campaign managers. Right, this is campaign manager. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. Diaz, we learned, has was fired from the campaign. He's out, and yeah. everyone is you know really pumped about Brandon and Sean and Josh. Brandon sees Claire standing with Deshaun and them, and Kelly breaks it to him that Claire is their new roommate. Yeah, not not cool of her to not discuss that with Brandon either. Because, not tell him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that seems like he might have something to say about Claire being there every time he's going to hang out at the house, you know. Anyway. Yeah. 
Steve is like, have you guys seen Valerie? Hard cut to, to <laughs> Valerie and Dylan in bed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. A and, uh, sweat-soaked sexual romp between Dylan and Valerie in progress. Yeah. With a sheet yep. between them, of course. That's how it works. But Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and um, lots of just sexy... Sexy circus talk. Yeah. Where'd you learn that trick, you contortionist, Dylan says, or something like yeah. that. And uh and then they they go again. Yep. So they're they're having a good old time. Yeah. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's. Woo! <laughs> Donna has a solution for Claire's snoring problem. They got her a guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. A, he seems uh, nice. a blow up guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A blow up guy from the auto parts store. Right. Yeah. Where you buy blow-up dolls. Of, of course. course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they have, it's like funny. They start talking about like, oh, he's the perfect guy. He never complains. Yeah. And he won't leave his dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. And then they start playfully like fighting over Fighting him. over it's him. Cool. I want him first. Here's some more chaos. She wakes, Dil- Valerie wakes Dylan up and asks her to drive her home. Why? Why? Like, why does she want it to be this way? I don't I mean, get it. Any of the if any of the Walshes had seen her, that would I feel like that would have been more trouble for her it than it was worth. It absolutely would. And been. she's she's letting on to Dylan that she knows who she she knows who he is. Right, and... but like it, it, she almost treats it like it's a gotcha moment. You know, like now she has him. I I don't know. Like now she's got him on the line, or I I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I understand, I guess, not saying that she's basically like moved into Brenda's room. I understand that because I don't. I think Dylan would have been like, "No, thank you." You know, no matter how many sexy circus jokes she made, I think he would have been like, "Pass." <laughs> so that I understand. I don't understand pissing him off and like making him d- drive her there. I don't get it. I thought she was gonna string it out for longer. Yeah. Yeah, I really think she is just in it for the thrill. I guess. Of like, oh, and now he knows, and now he knows we're keeping this secret from the Walshes, and oh, we're right out front, and the Walshes see us at any Yeah, minute. I guess that's true. So I that think, makes sense. I think she's just in it for the thrill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he drives her home, and he is like, you're Valerie. Ah, now I see. And he says he feels like he's being set up. I thought he would be more upset considering a bunch of people just lied to him and took all of his money. Yeah. And now she's lying to him about who she is. Yeah. Well, she's very purposely uh, manipulating him, just like Kevin and Suzanne. Not just like. There was, you know, different approach. A little different. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, she's like, yep. And she gets out of the car and walks in the house. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, everyone is sleeping peacefully. Claire's all cuddled up to her blow-up guy and... That did the trick. Mm-hmm. What an interesting little uh, side story. Yeah, shenanigans. <laughs> Some shenanigans yeah. we had. Back on campus, David is once again filming Walter, and they're doing the news about the polls are open, and David's like, oh, no. And he's like, what did you do now? And David's like, gotcha. Nothing, Slick. Nothing. Yep, and that's the Nothing. extent of David's storyline. That's a wrap on Brian Austin Green, everyone. Yep. <laughs> Okay, last scene is at the Peach Pit. They're having a party as they await the results of the vote. Brandon is, he's very nervous, very uptight. He snaps at Jim and Cindy when Jim comes up and asks if he's heard anything yet. Mm -hmm. Jesse and Hannah arrive. 
I think this is a different baby <laughs> than earlier. Than the first baby? It looks smaller. Oh. And I'm pretty positive its hair is a different color. Huh. Wow. I would okay. have to go back and double check that, but I think this is a different baby. Wow. Conspiracy. Because I remember... I mean, maybe because Andrea was Paul holding the first baby, man. Jesse is holding this him. baby. Mm -hmm. But I remember when Andrea picked up that first baby, being like, "Oh wow, this is like a bigger baby. Yeah. Like, would it already be this big?" Yeah. And then when Jesse walks in, I remember thinking, "That's a much smaller baby." Hmm. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Wow. Maybe the first baby was not available. You're kind of a kook. It's a different baby, <laughs> Kendra. Please, the podcast. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Deshaun's there, and he brought the whole team to vote for Brandon. You rocked so that boat, yeah. Donna and Deshaun both want some pie. They're hanging out together. Mm -hmm. David comes in very excited. He want Walter wants to do, what does he say? Like a day in the life piece about them. Wants to like okay. follow them around. And Brandon says, maybe we should wait until we're elected before mm -hmm. we agree to do anything. Josh makes the comment about like, oh, you and me and Kelly and Valerie should go on a double date. Like he's Valerie so sure Fever. Valerie yeah. Want to go on a date with him. So he and Josh sneak out the back and Josh suggests that they go for a ride to kind of clear their heads, get away from everything as they, while they wait for the results. But Brandon, or I didn't mention this earlier, but Brandon made a comment about how bad Josh's driving is. Mm. And it was at this moment that I was like, oh, no, yeah. don't get in the car, Josh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Brandon made that comment earlier, and Josh broke down on the highway and didn't make it to the thing. So this is the third comment yeah. about his driving. I was like, oh, no. But he does get in the car and pulls out of the peach pit, and we you see it. Mm -hmm. Like, they actually did the, the stunt. Mm -hmm. A giant truck hits his car and just pushes it down and so the road. yeah and so brandon's running full tilt towards it flames it was like jack McHale. it, over it really again. was it yeah it was burst very into flames. well i told you when we started this this had this show had some of the biggest like shock moments for me and this was number two. First was jack mckay this one the same thing teenage me when that happened did not see that coming when you watch it now it's kind of it's, are it's all, the, all the are all the shocking things people exploding in cars hmm I'll get back to you on that <laughs> as we go forward. But I did not see it coming the first time. So this time, like, I, you know, I know what's going to happen. But it was truly a I didn't shocking see it, moment. I didn't see it coming either until he was like, oh, I'm not getting in that car with you. And I yeah. was like, are they about to kill Josh? <laughs> he sure did. A fiery, did. Yeah. fiery car crash. Yeah. And it was like. I don't know. Brandon kind of sees the fire and stops trying to get yeah. Josh out of the car. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he got he got hit on the driver's oh, side. Him. I mean, there's it no hit way, him on the you know. Side. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah. for sure that was going to be credits. No, we get this tag where they're zipping up the body bag. Uh huh. And everyone is, you know, kind of watching the scene. Yeah. And Kelly comes up and asks if Brandon's okay, which of course he's not. And right. she says that they counted the votes and he and Josh won. Yeah. And that's the end. Wowzer. Yep. Wow. And I am very upset because I really liked Josh I know. in this episode. I know. I they finally, finally got come it around right. to yeah. him. Yep. Ugh. Very shocking. Yeah. I I like this episode a lot. I like yeah, this I episode too. better than the last episode, which I liked fine. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I it was like there's a little bit of everything. Valerie is doing her manipulative thing, and then we have like sexy Valerie and Dylan going on, and then we have the thing at the end with Josh. So I I really like this episode. I do too. I mean, I think season five is is it really is coming in hot. You know, like every episode mm-hmm. has been good. I wonder how much of it, like I wonder what role. Shannon Doherty leaving and them having to like bring in a new like high level character. How much of that is what's reinvigorating the show? Because I don't think we've really had a character like I think I said this before, but I don't think we've had a main character no. who is like her no. before. Not we've not had a the villain. whole like Mm-mm. double double life kind yeah. of thing. But she's doing it so well that I like I like her. I know. I like yeah. I like her character. Yeah even though she's clearly not a good person. Right. So I think it's good. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think it's interesting that they did bring her in in yeah. instead of just not bringing anybody in because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other characters, but I think it was a good choice. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I mean, I think the 90210 snap, we got to give to Josh in the end. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's oh, any yeah, around it. Sure. But I agree. Nope. Strong episode. I'm looking forward to what's coming next. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, Kendra, guess what? Outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I do host a library podcast called How's Things? Podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library. So you can go find that anywhere you get your podcasts. And I also, right here on the network, host this Endorian Life, a bi-weekly Ewoks podcast with my old pal Steve, who was on our Sharknado episode. Kendra, correct me if I'm wrong, but you co-host a show called 80s Music Got Me Like. Is that right? No, no, no. Oh. Because you did pump up the Despite, jam, which, which was from the 80s. Yes, I know. Okay. I'm never, ever going to live. I just wasn't that, sure. Is, I host a podcast called 90s Music Got Me Like. Weird name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where each week we talk about a different 90s song. Okay. And our next song is You Get What You Give by the New Radicals. Okay. So you can check us out there. I'm Miss Musicbox 91 online, and I have a website, MissMusicbox.com, and I have an Etsy page. Miss Fox Crafts for all your craft and art needs. So check those things out. What can't she do? <laughs> I'm a Renaissance woman. <laughs> all right. Well, you can join us right here next time as we continue our 90210 discussion with Season 5, Episode 4, Life After Death. 90210, here 90210, we go. 90210, here we go. <laughs> Josh, no! Josh.